And we're back. We here, okay? What do you want from us? How much more do you want from me? And we're back. Hello, girls. We're back. And we're back. We're back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Cha, cha, cha. Hey y'all, it's your girl Taylor. And Toya. This is The Hoe Bag. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore hoe bag. That's underscore H-E-A-U-X-B-A-G. Keep up with our shenanigans. Bye. Bye. And we're back. I want to be where the scammers are. I want to see, want to see them stealing, driving around in those, what do you call those cars with the stars in the sky? Race. Up where they steal, up where they scam, up where they play all day in the sand. Wish I could be a scammer's girl Ariel could never good good how are you Toya y'all this is our first time um talking really in the last what three weeks yeah in three weeks besides little tidbits here and there I'm good girl you picked a very good topic (laughs) because I just Mm. yeah you were working today huh Oh, child. I start back. Well, I'm not supposed to start till the 24th of October, but I'm going back to work the 10th just to kind of ease back into things because I'm like, I, I'm dreading. I'm nervous about going back to work, but I'm also ready to go back to work, too, because I'm I'm becoming I'm ready to do. But I'm also like, dang, I don't want to let me not get too far into this. So the topic is um hustle burnout and you know you talking to bona fide hustlers right here and child it's exhausting uh I think what made me want to choose this topic was uh, Toya and I were talking and I was like dang you know I just want to live on an island move my family out here like what are we doing the rat race for and then we got remember what you're like you were like I just want to get married and move away like why are we doing this we are grinding 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 24 7 and it's not, you know, we're not not seeing the labors of our fruits, but God damn, this can't, this got to be more to life. Sheesh, you know? Yeah. So. Honestly, the last time I was in, I think I've been to Cozumel four times now. And I love it because it's really just so simplistic. I know I'm looking at it from a touristy, I guess, point of view, but just looking at all of the locals, like they really look like it's just, the minimal life like Mm -hmm. they're not looking at things from a materialistic point of view and i think america is so wrapped on that mainstream america is so wrapped up on materialistic things that it's just like man is this what we're really alive for to just work our freaking butts off just to say we got a gucci shirt like for real like all we're doing is like i gotta get my nails done i gotta get my hair done i gotta and it's like, dang, if I take all that away, I think I was in Puerto Rico once and I was like, they're happy. They got on their, you know, basketball shorts, their slippers, their slides, 
a t-shirt, hair might be done. And I was like, they are cool. Like they go fishing, they go to work just to, you know, keep the internet and the lights on. But then after that, they're not sitting up here like, oh man, I got to run and get X, Y, Z done real quick. And then like busting their butt, like you said, to have a Gucci belt. It's coming. Now that I have a kid, I'm like, dang, this me going back to work is taken away from her. Granted, I want something to do, but like, I would want to go spend that time doing something for myself, not to go have to buy this house or pay for school, whatever, you know, like just, I'm tired. And then uh, Lil Duval posted, and we'll post it up here. He was like, this generation getting way more money and they're way sadder than us. And like, I was reading through the comments and somebody was like, oh, that's because rent is way higher. And he was like, that's not the point. He was like, y'all get money. And it just shows that money don't buy happiness. Like, yeah, he's miserable. This generation getting way more money than our generation and y'all still unhappy and oppressed. So what does that tell you about money? Mm -hmm. It's funny to me when I see a young person use money as their flex because that's all they po ass got. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he calls people poor because he don't be talking about money. Like, and it, it really, it really does go to show you like all of these documentaries that are coming out, you know, trigger warning about people that committing suicide, even, um, I forget who it was not too long ago. They, who was it that they jumped off of, uh, Miss America, the Miss America girl, Miss America too. But it was a man that was, a, I think a president or owner of one of these companies, mind you, he was about to be, uh, I think indicted, but (laughs) it's, it still just goes to show like these people have all this money or all this fame, all this glam, all this, whatever. Are you happy? Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. And that, that brings it back to what Beyonce's pretty hurts. Like she over here talking about, you know, you working your whole life to be this representation of what beauty is. And you're just like sad and depressed and, oh, I'm over it. Why, why are we stuck in this rat race? What is the point? Why can't we just move to another country? Oh, cause I got family. <laughs> I was thinking what would make when you know my family like what would make my relationship like just skyrocket like if we took away hustle culture take away the jewelry take away the weaves like take away the big old house that we don't need the luxury apart play like, if i just left the rat race and be i would be content i would miss some of the you know things like hot water consistently and stuff like that <laughs> But I'd be okay at the end of the day because I'm like, it's me and my family. I get to, you know, just chill. That's that's what you think about. I, that's what I think about, like, what becomes more important in life later on. And then I, um, I got to, I'm sorry, uh-huh. go ahead. I will say, like, because you, you were talking about you going back to work, but you're actually enjoying spending that quality time with your daughter. I just had that conversation with my daughter's grandmother the other day. And she was like, hey, girl, Miss Hustler, kind of like, you know, how's it going? People are so used to me being that hustler and having these four and five different jobs and wearing all these multiple hats and things like that. And my reply to her was, it's been really, really, really nice working from home, not having to go to all these networking mixers, not being the person where my phone is constantly blowing up. I'm I'm always checking social media. I'm always checking this. I'm always checking that because I'm so busy that I can just finally be like, oh, 345 is here. Boop. Close my laptop. <laughs> I'm sitting in the line. I'm picking my baby up on time. She, as soon as she comes home, I have something already cooked for her. It's like those little simplicities are actually ha- happy. Like I'm happy to do that. And I know that in the long run, 
she's going to be able to be like, man, when I look back on my childhood, my mom used to make sure I always had dinner made. It was no, no shade to anybody else that doesn't have time to do that. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. But I didn't have time to do that a lot. So I'm like, man, this feels really, really, really good to be able to do that. You know, I didn't, I, I knew you switched back to working remote, but I didn't realize because like every morning you're posting like a little note you're leaving her and her lunchbox. And I was like, I didn't realize you were getting all that time back because you don't have to get up, get her ready and then head to the other side of Houston or whatever yep. it may be. So I'm happy for you. You know, and that make, that brings me, I just had this conversation with my mom. So for y'all don't know, I'm in Samoa, my mother's Samoa, and so I'm out here right now. I had to bring my daughter so she can visit her. And so like, I've been like, oh mom, when I was a kid, what happened when I was a baby? What happened? And then she, I have a younger sister and she's like, oh, when she was X, Y, Z. And so like I had a moment today, I was like, not to sound selfish, but I was like, every time I ask you a question, I'm like, it makes me kind of sad because I was like, you only talk about my sister. And she was like, well, when you were born, I was you know, 21. I was in the military. I had to get up and go to PT, drop you off at um, daycare and then come back. And me and your dad had to, you know, cook dinner real quick, go to sleep and then get ready for the next day. She was like, we didn't have time with you when you were a baby. And so she was like, kudos to you to wait later to when you are able to have time with your kid and whatnot. But she was like, when you and your brother were little, we didn't have time to spend with you. Like after school, like I fed you, bathed you, made sure you, I read a story to you, had to put you, I didn't have that time. So time is a luxury that we are trading for the hustle when you think about it. And you don't realize that when it's just you and because you've had a kid for 10 years, I haven't. So like me, I was like, oh, it was me time. I had all this free time. Like I'm bored. I'm going to go get drunk. And now I'm like, oh, dang, like I have to actually budget my time to spend time with her and like my man and hell myself. And then still make sure I got time for work because, you know, me, I'm like, well, Toy, she could probably laugh at me now because I was like, I'm going to have two jobs when I get done. (laughs) <laughs> once I had this baby and now I'm like, dang, I don't want to work two jobs no more. I don't want to do all this hustle. Like I gotta, I gotta pick what's important. And quite frankly, this is for the birds. Yeah. And th- you know, I don't want anybody to misinterpret what we're saying as, oh, y'all just lazy grind when you sleep. Blah, blah. Let me say this. I know, I, I, I know people that have died at 30 at their old, jobs. At, on behalf of them having a stroke from stress, on behalf of them just, I will not be over overexerting myself for anybody's job just to die. Like, I'm not doing it. Point blank, no. period. I'm not doing it. And I'm, even if that means me having my own business and I'm pouring my blood, sweat, and tears into that business, it's the same shit. I'm not going to overexert myself just to say, well, I did all this grinding so that I can relax by the time I'm 40. You don't know if you're going to see 40. You don't know if Facts. you're going to see you have to live for today. Of course, you know, nobody's telling you not to save up. Nobody's telling you to not create a life for your your offspring. But no, that was a valid point. Like people are all like, oh, I want to be able to do this X, Y, Z. And it's like, I guess I'm looking at a perspective from a parent now, but like your kid, you're going to miss everything trying to do that. And by the time you've made it to what you want to do, that kid's grown on one, nothing to do with you, or you missed everything, or like even watching what was it the help like the 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 nannies raised them white kids, yeah, and the white kids didn't want nothing to do with their with their actual parents, and it's like you you you're sitting up here like mad like I don't understand what I did wrong. You didn't do nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with hustling and providing for your family. It's just like why is it in our culture, American culture, society that we have to work from sun up to sundown. To make ends meet. To make ends meet. Mm. Not even not even 
to, you know, to, to get ahead or to, to, to be the, the best in the game is literally to pay. And we live in it. We're fortunate to and our, are fortunate enough to live in a city where it's still affordable. I'm thinking about people who were born and raised in like, you know, DC, New York, uh, freaking LA. They literally, all they know is, um, ends meeting barely. Yeah. If they weren't fortunate enough to be born into a family where it's like they already had it and people are helping them out. So I just I'm over it. I think what was the topic? It was like more money, more problems. The American dream turned into nightmares because did you ever just like I've always had I think when I first started living on my own, I had dreams of just getting fired and getting evicted. So I was like working harder and harder. And I'm like, this shouldn't be my life. Like I'm only working hard so that I don't. This dream doesn't come true. Why am I dreaming about being homeless? I wasn't missing payments or nothing. It's just being scared of failure. I've always been scared of failure. To Mm. be like, I I think that's just what it is. You know, you've maybe, and I I think so too. Sometimes you have seen people that have maybe gotten evicted and what that looks like, or you heard about it, or maybe you were close to the, to the brink of it. And it's like, I never want to get back to that point ever again. So I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I'm never there. That's how I you feel like you feel like this uh, hustle culture uh, translate or transitions into our last episode of hyper individualization. Like it's like me versus the world. I got to keep going. Like ain't nobody going to help me. Yeah. Like that's that's literally what hyper independence is. Just like like a couple of people were commenting, commenting and saying that it's a trauma response. Mm, Yeah. 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 I, and especially you, I don't know about you. Well, I do know you and I have it to where we can't just easily pick up the phone. Like some people are like, oh, man, mom or dang, dad, I don't know how mm-hmm. I'm going to pay this bill. Do you think you could spare me? No. <laughs> if I <laughs> figure it out, it ain't going to get figured out. Period. Period. And then and so that's another reason why I hustle so hard. Because I'm like, when my kid gets older, I want them to be able to call me and be like, I'm right. short 2000 on rent. And it's like, I don't, I personally don't, I hope that she never calls me and says that because I hope I raise her well enough to be able to do that. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I don't want her to be a trauma respondent over here. Like, oh, it's just me. I got it out the mud type. Mm, you didn't get nothing out the mud because I'm busting my ass right now. So you ain't got to right. get nothing out the mud. Girl, this is, ooh, I'm over ever, it. Or to ever have that fear of not having anybody to call. I ha- I for sure have that fear like, I know how it feels like to not be able to pick up the phone to call. Damn, I'm like this much short on rent. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, too, you don't want maybe somebody to look at you and be like, damn, what's wrong with your finances to where you don't know how to save or what's wrong with this? Or Last time I seen you, you was out. How come you don't have enough for your rent? Like, OK, I think we have to give people enough grace to know that. Like you said, people are literally busting their asses just to make ends meet. Do you think those people that still work a nine to five and they only make maybe $14 an hour don't deserve to have fun on a Saturday too? Oh, absolutely. I, I Cause you're going to burn like burnout. You sitting up here. I think I knew a, I had a friend who's, and I don't know if she tunes into this weekly, but her dad, I think lost his job and had to go get like a $14 an hour job. And I think that hurt his pride. He had a stroke and died oh. like a month later. It's like, damn, like if we take away all this and just live the way we were naturally intended to, we'd be okay. And I think, oh, this is going to ruffle some feathers. I hate when people are like, oh, I've been blessed 
with this job. And it's like, working actually sounds like a curse to me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I don't me, want it. <laughs> I think people say that because they 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 believe in the whole. In order for you to to come into your next season or see better, you have to be grateful and show gratitude for what you have. So I get mm. with that. I'm blessed to have this job because let's not forget. Sometimes we done got into some situations where we're like, oh my God, please let me get this job. Well, in a better situation. Not saying well, we don't work. Well, I think <laughs> more so, I mean, I'm coming from the standpoint of how, and you see it in a lot of, okay, you know, it's different types of black people. You got, this, um, you got like, you got certain black people with like their whole life and identity is behind their career. Yeah. You know, and they're yes. like, oh, I'm a pharmacist. What are you? And it's like, what is that thing? It's like a, people ask you what you do so they can determine the amount of respect they'll give you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you bust your ass to not going to put, farm, I'm not going to say nothing, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, if you weren't that, would you still be a dope person? Would you still be, we have a great podcast. I'm not going to sit up here and shit on nobody else's podcast. Like Absolutely. we, we both getting up, trying to come up with content, trying to talk to people, trying to relate, have something that can make you think about hmm, why why are we doing this? And I love Generation Z because I feel like we talk about this all the time, or it's, we've talked about it a couple times. Generation Z is not having that. They want the soft life. They want to be able to enjoy, like you said, whether they're making one hundred and seventy dollars an hour or they're making fifteen dollars an hour. They want to be able to go out, have a drink, or you know, just enjoy life because life is not meant to be up here. Just I'm working to get off, go work another job just to come out pay the rent, stay in the house. Like, dog. Did you see that? Uh, I had put a meme in there with our notes and it said, people aren't even keeping up with the Joneses anymore. They're trying to keep up with literal, literal millionaire and billionaires. And then I seen somebody had posted something underneath that was like, man, Generation Z, they keep talking about the soft life, but they're out here like competing with quick money from social media and you're legit working a nine to five at 19. Like, you want these, you want the aesthetics of a soft life, of a luxury soft life, because that's what people are really giving up. What's the dude that just got, I think he, he quit his corporate job. He was like corporate day and he quit his job, but he started with all of this content, basically telling people like, I guess about quiet quitting or something. I don't, I, don't, I try to keep up with people, but it's hard. It is and, hard. Um, he basically got on there apologizing, but he was apologizing in like a, Versace robe, and he had this on. I was like, damn, like, <laughs> we're doomed. Like, damn. <laughs> Wait, so he quit his job and was telling people, okay, like, it's, it was a scam, y'all. Not, was, I wouldn't say it was necessarily a scam. I just think a lot of people just don't understand what corporate greed means, and a lot of people just don't understand. They just don't understand, especially these babies. They, they, they're, they're so influenced by social media mm-hmm. and by everybody's making it look like it's easy money. Okay. And not, like even God, I'm not, God, hopefully, you know, we blow up from this very soon and we start getting these deals or whatever. But from the outside looking in, it's going to be like, oh man, all these podcasters and YouTubers and, and da, 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 they getting it so easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. You got content, trying to figure out what clip to put and send this off to this person and uploading on YouTube. All that is no, like these, now uh-uh. that we do it, we like, Ooh, we got a, we got a different mind frame for a lot of these uh, TikTokers and all that stuff looks easy, but these little 
two minute videos can take them like two hours just to do and edit and get right and send the off. angles and the you know the tricks and hey, girl listen more power to you and i think people need to um i want to say this i feel like i also repeat myself when i say this when you see people doing something just because you don't understand it don't hate on it don't throw no shade like it's something you don't understand like you know what what did I say? You better than me. I am better than you because I, I chose my passion and I chose to thrive in it regardless of what you had to say about it. But like it let people do what they do because you still tuning in. I mean, you scrolling every week, every day. What's your screen time say? Nine hours last week. I don't know what it said. I'm just <laughs> but you here. But you hear something, you scrolling. Like, bye. I, I'm not mad at nobody. I'm not I, mad at nobody. I, except for the word i'm not gonna pass you an offering plate i like that <laughs> <laughs> oh lord but even then I, I appreciate somebody hustling like that and you know what hustle is hustle i'm just tired of corporate america the the i'm i'm upset that we have to do it to get to the bare minimum and i'm tired of child it goes back to oh if you would have just became a doctor in school you know honestly i don't want to i don't want that debt Cause I know doctors that's like four hundred thousand dollars in debt. They still paying it off, and it's like, are they happy? Yeah. They're yeah. cool. I, I had wanted to piggyback off of something that I saw on Twitter earlier because it reminded me of it. This dude had said, "Sit on the internet all day, not accomplishing shit." Your parents haven't said they're proud of you since you since you graduated high school. Get some business about <laughs> But that be it, though. People will literally take more effort to scroll and hate all day. And spew all this, oh man, the fun podcast. Y'all sit around and all y'all talk about all day long is relationships. And all y'all do is talk about the same rhetoric. And all you do, well, what are you doing to contribute? Facts. How are you making a difference besides hating on the next person? Because mm-hmm. I ain't a lie, we get tired of hearing the same shit too. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think that it's still all about perspective. If I hear Facts. something that says something, and it can be beating the same drum over and over and over, but one person says it different. It may make somebody else go, damn, I ain't think about it like that. And you but, know what? It, I, I always think about when you say that, I think about Lauren Hill's uh, sleep, uh, first you a Muslim sleep with the gin. Now that was a sin that just Jezebel. She talked about that 30 years ago. And it's still like we fall into the same cycle. Oh, he's married. Not us, but like he's married. I don't know why he won't leave his wife. And it's like, Lauren gave us the, she gave us a whole song about it, but you know, you got to hear it again from somebody and learn your right. lesson. So what we're saying may not, it may not, it may fall on deaf ears, but also may have somebody else go, you know what? I didn't think about that. Why am I busting my ass? I might be more inclined to move to Belize or something. I do like how, because of the pandemic, a lot of people have had to go back to work and they've been actually moving, like taking their remote jobs. I think it's what Indonesia It's a couple of countries that's offering people like remote workers to come stay for like six months. I like, saw they, they want people to come out. I think it promotes their tourism one, but also it's, I don't, whatever the reason is I'm here for it because I'm tired of living in society to where I have to find clothes to come out and be presentable. Like I, Baby, let me tell y'all, I've been on this island. I don't, I put on a sports bra, a t-shirt. I comb, I comb my hair for y'all, but like, I ain't been combing <laughs> my hair. Like, look, Justin was like, so you just gonna go away and just like, did you just stop combing your hair and brushing your teeth? And I'm like, it's not that. It's, I'm just, everybody else is chill. Like, it's a very relaxed type of thing. Now, if I'm going out to eat, I'm gonna 
I'm gonna lay my edges, but I'm not gonna do too much. I'm not gonna be sitting out here looking like we're in as in Houston, you know, I gotta I don't have to, but I I like to get dolled up and go outside because I'm not the only one. So it's it's just a whole different thing. It's really it's really unfortunate that people we're, we are just living in, in a in a society where people just look down on you automatically and not even know your situation. I even saw something on on Twitter earlier today where a dude was like, damn, I hate when I see when I come and see, like wherever I'm at, people will have their toddlers running around acting a damn fool. And I saw so many people retweeting that and so many people liking it. But some, the great thing about perspective, I was listening to a book the other day at the gym and the lady was saying that that's how she used to think until one day she had a kid. No, no. She said until one day this lady invited her to her house. And she saw that the little kid was just running around acting a damn fool. So she, the mom ended up telling her, I'm so sorry about my child, but my child is autistic. She was like, mm. that she still would have kept thinking, oh, this baby's bad as hell. So it's just like, sometimes you really just got to step outside of yourself in the situation and be like, damn, maybe there's something wrong with that child. Maybe mm. this mom's overwhelmed. Maybe this is this mom's first child. Maybe this is the, you don't know what that mom is going through. Facts. All your looking from your little lens and judge. All I hear is criticize, criticize, criticize. <laughs> you know what's weird? And I think some of our followers will laugh about this when they see this. But I used to be known for being in the shade room comments. Like I would. Oh, I, oh, I remember. <laughs> right. So do you know what I did? I turned on Shade Room's notifications so I could be the first one to comment and say something fucked up. <laughs> I don't care how good it was. I had to come with a comment that was going to piss everybody off so it can get the most <laughs> likes so that um, dang, did my thing go away? Can you hear me? Hello? Mm -hmm. Okay. I would have to. So I would piss everybody off, cause controversy, get the most likes and then get more followers. I literally woke oh. up. That's to hate on shit like literally so when you were like you just wake up and scroll that was me like <laughs> i'm on the toilet taking the shit and i'm like oh hold on hold on let me get it's, it's like in the morning the group that they be posting it's like i just came just to make sure he was dead when he popped up <laughs> That's yes. oh that was I me i had to change my way of thinking because i was like you know what i'm always arguing with people i got to the point I think I was telling somebody, that's why your dog ugly and your kids look like they don't know their daddy. And I was just like, Taylor, you don't want to be that person. Like, it was funny at the time that I thought about it. I was like, this lady probably really went home and was like, dang, what am I doing wrong? Or whatever. So, yeah, I, I wanted to change to be better. But I was I was a hating ass bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you evolved, okay? Thank you. <laughs> the, the, the shade room, thank you. But you know what? The shade room is a terrible platform and it does not promote black greatness so oh it's, it's taking a terrible turn and i will say that um it used to be like i think i started following them during after trayvon martin because they were reporting stuff first and i was like oh okay. this is a good platform and then i was like okay they're also promoting you know putting out entertainment and stuff and then it just kind of went down here like people fighting and like i got it was a black china the kardashians and then it was just like drama and i said you mm -hmm. know what I'm in taking this. I thought at first it was entertainment, but it's turning. I literally wake up to promote the same shit. And I was like, this is taking a toll on me more than I realized. And I can't be a part of that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's just a little. So if anybody want to be like, yeah, I knew that was that bitch. It was that bitch. I'm that bitch. So it was that bitch. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Hello. Whatever. <laughs> 
But that was a full-time job. Listen, baby, listen, 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 listen. I'm here for a soft life. And to have a soft life, you have to put out good. I don't know exactly what a soft life is. I've just been seeing it trending. I fully understand it now. And I just had this, okay, so I just had this conversation with one of my friends the other day because there was this guy that I was having a conversation with. And he basically told me that I had him fucked up. And I was like, do I have you fucked up? And he was like, yeah. You know, basically, if you're preaching all this shit about you want to have a man that is going to be a leader and you want to be the one to be able to just relax and allow him to take over and allow him to, you know, be be that role and be that man that you're actually looking for. How come you're not relaxing? You keep preaching all this rest of your femininity shit, but yet you're not allowing yourself to be capable of doing that. And I'm like, damn, you know what? It's hard when all you're used to is having to look out for yourself because it's a trauma response to not being able to look for help from anybody else. So he was mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to be that person. You're not allowing me to. So I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. you know what? That's literally that soft life shit. Like, if this is what I'm saying I want, then I have to act accordingly. And it is, but it's like, I would say it's a transitional period though. Like, Absolutely. I can't flip that shit off because I've been so used to doing it. Mm-hmm. I have to like relearn some things and unlearn some things and then be like, you know what? You're right. You do got it. Thank you. Mm. And just leave it like that. Like, but did we so not I, say, did we not say, I, I love that perspective. Thank you for saying that. Cause that helped me in my relationship. But did we not say a man has to also present? He has to tell absolutely. you, like show you. And he did. And that was the thing. I was resisting ah. it because I'm so used to fight to flight. Like that was my, that's been my whole life. But it was in that moment where he seen my shit and checked me on that shit. And I had to go, oh, my shit does it stink right now. Hey, but, I love somebody that can have, that can, that's, that's a friend right there, right? They can yeah. sit up there and, and give it back to you, like yep. that criticism. And not in a harsh way, but like, say, hey, you know what? You said you want this. I'm presenting you with the opportunity and you're not taking it. So I, I can appreciate some. Where does we had to talk off offline about this? But it was it was a hard pill to swallow, but it did make me stand right there in my own shit and go, damn, this is what men be talking about when they say women that are aggressive, women that are all of that. I was like, I was being that in that moment, but I didn't realize it in that moment because mm. I'm so used to me having to do everything by myself. So I will say for men or whoever. Just realize it's a transitional period that women do have to go through. If if what we're talking about here is always being, and we can say that for men too, you know, a lot of women always want a man to communicate. A lot of women want a man to, you know, we be the one to be their shoulder or whatever. But if a man is always used to not having a safe space, we have to create a safe space too. That's so the same thing. Like we have to give them that softness and what like we talked about before, you know, but. Girl, you know, you you can never repeat nothing, something like that enough, I don't think, because I say stuff on here and then go home and do the opposite. Like you said, we preach about femininity and then turn around and start flourishing in our masculine energy. So, I mean, we're, yeah. you know, it's stuff it's, we're working I mean, on. It's all a learning, a learning pro- uh, process. And I think I, I really, really love these conversations that we have because I think even though we don't talk every day, all day or whatever, we kind of get on here and our our loyal followers see that we be very transparent. We be learning ourselves on here like, damn, I do be fucked up. 
I was thinking they just stood up here like, oh, okay, so this is what's going on now. Oh, okay. So she must be dating somebody new. Oh, she must, they must be fighting right now. Did you hear what she said? Like keeping up with the whole bag. <laughs> I love it. So I guess we're running up on time. Um, I did want to ask two questions, but we can skip it. If not, no, what is the difference yeah. between grind mode and survival? Hey, pumpkin. I'm sorry, I'm over here talking loud. Um, over here feeding. <laughs> what is the difference between survival mode and grind mode? Or are they the same thing? I think that when you have a goal in mind and you have something that you're just locked in and what you want to do, that's going to uh-huh. put you in grind mode if you want it bad enough. Okay. Survival mode, however, is like, I got to get it how I live. Like, I may not even be looking out for nobody else at the time but me. I'm only looking out for me along the way. It ain't nobody but me and this shit is personal. Grind mode mm. is personal too, but grind mode, I don't know. I feel like that's just way different from survival mode. Survival is like, get it how you live. Grind mode is just like locked in. I got a purpose and I'm going after it. So I feel like a lot of us are functioning in survival mode then. And I we agree. call it grinding, right? It's like, oh, I'm hustling. It's like, you are trying to survive right now. And because I'm Keeping in therapy. Your head above water. A lot of us are right here. Making a way when you can. Temporarily. <laughs> Good times. You know, it took a long time to realize that they were saying temporary layoff. I just, you'd be like, baby, I'm a I didn't know what you were saying. R-U-L-E. Huh? But they remember uh, that John Russo, and she was like, are you Ellie? I say, are you ready? I said to, she's fine too. No, man. Oh, no, she's fine she's five too. too. <laughs> and then you had said, can you see yourself ever going back into an office setting to be around people you don't like? I don't ever see myself going back to an office setting only because, um, and I've, I've said this plenty of times, each project I get on now. If I ever go back to the office, it's going to be on a one to two time a month maximum. And mm-hmm. that's just check in on like office birthday parties or some shit. Because mm-hmm. at, at this point, I believe that being at the office is more counterproductive than it is productive. I don't have time to sit around and, oh my God, Toya, how, what did you do this weekend? And blah, blah, blah. And me, I go to the bathroom every 10, 15 minutes just to get away from y'all. Break. Mm-hmm. And I can, uh-uh. Yeah, I don't got I agree. Dress, or, I don't know. And it be about people I like. I don't like nobody at work right now. They cool. Don't get me wrong. But I don't need. I don't. We are not friends. Like, We're not her, friends. I don't care enough to get to know you to where she can get messy. And I don't mm-hmm. want to me enough to where she can get messy. My Facebook is. I barely post on there. I'm on there trying to recruit. That's it. Man, I had one coworker get a little bit too comfortable with me with a comment. They made recently, and I'm like, I've never seen this person a day in my life. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be friendly, but I got a little too friendly. And I said, and I can't, I, I sure can't see myself going back to the office. I don't like, but at the same time, I will say I've developed an anxiety, which we talked about because I'm at home all the time. So I don't see people. So I'm gonna have to figure out a way to be more um, outgoing and social or something. That's the only thing I do miss about work a little, but I don't want to have to go in there and deal with those people I don't like every day. Hell, even twice a week. I don't want to go once a week. If I can go, like you said, once a month, once a quarter, call it a day. I, I thought about that too as I went to this, uh, one of our sister pods, she had a luncheon, I mean a brunch, and I went to support and I got there a little bit late 
And after I noticed that I missed the networking part, I was like, yes, I didn't feel like talking to everybody. But I've always been, but I've, I, you know me in my jobs, I've always had to network so much that I have networking burnout. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, 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 really don't like talking to people anymore, for real. Like, like And it's crazy that we have a podcast. <laughs> Which is even more crazy because I think people really think that we enjoy talking to people because every time I go somewhere, they're like, so how's the podcast going? Tell me more. And I'm like, that's all I got. <laughs> Or, or when they ask you for advice and it's like, nigga, I'm not a life coach. Like, I'm not Rosie O'Donnell. I'm not Oprah. I'm not <laughs> <Dr>. Phil. <laughs> we, it's me and my homegirl having a conversation about some stuff that we thought about, which is why we want to start a podcast because it gets people to thinking. But baby, don't become the ass. Look, I'm going to hit you with the LOL. I'm like, I, but I don't know. You know, just in case I mess your life up. Like, <laughs> I am not a licensed therapist. <laughs> Wouldn't be me though, be easy. <laughs> if I were you, I might, but you know what? I don't know. I never been in a situation. So, you know, and when I was in a situation, I got in trouble. Don't listen to me. I'm not the one. I have yeah, some no. look, y'all. It's funny. Um, because we about to end. Uh, I hadn't gotten paid. I've been on maternity leave for what five months now. So, like at the end of my maternity leave, they didn't pay me for like two months. So I'm like, Toya, I'm gonna send them a letter every day for every week that they had me fucked up, and I'm gonna address. And Toya was like, "Yeah, friend, <laughs> don't do that." In court for harassment. I was, <laughs> but you know what? That's why we don't give advice. We just <laughs> we talk it out <laughs> for real. Because I had nothing but space and opportunity. I was look. I was gonna write with my left hand too. I'm right handed. I was gonna. Dear Mr. Such and Such, I am a white woman in America. I am a white <laughs> woman. <laughs> so do you have a whole tip for this episode? Oh, shoot. You know what? This was more so for me to vent. I will say this. Um, <laughs> I will say, you know, if if I had a whole tip, it would be to question yourself. Why are you doing it? Is it worth, is it worth your peace? It's not even like a do something. It's just question yourself. Do a think piece exercise. Is this grind hustle worth your peace? Is it worth the time? You see how big y'all see? I just got, look, this baby is big as hell. She's only three months. Like she's growing so fast. And it's like, dang, I'm gonna miss that. I would have missed it had I been working another job where I had to go back two weeks, six weeks after she was born. So uh, for sure, just think about that. My whole tip is think about is it worth your piece? Mm. Um, okay, I guess to piggyback off of that, my whole tip would be what are you giving up? In, to, yeah, to, to think about what mm. are you giving up in exchange for mm. peace? And then also, if you don't have your peace, if it doesn't make sense, what are you giving up in exchange for your peace? I'll pretty much leave it at that because if I am in a situation to put my whole family in a better situation and it's only going to take me about a year of sacrifice to do, nobody's saying to give that up. It does make sense to sacrifice your peace for that. However, if you're working a nine to five, you're making minimum wage and you're busting your ass, there's no room for growth, there's no anything, you need to reevaluate and think about quitting before you quit. Do a, a, a check in, like you said. Okay, this is not this is not making me emotionally happy. This is not worth the sacrifice of my time, my blood, sweat, my tears 
let me think about applying to these other places and, and doing something different. Step outside mm. of that comfort zone, make some more money to put your family in a better position. Or you can always stay there, but shut the fuck up because don't nobody want to hear you crying because you're not. And did we and did we have like a brief like talk? It was like sometimes you might take a step back, whether it be financially or whatever, in your career to find yep. that piece so that you Absolutely. can move forward. Mm-hmm. That's me right now. Listen, all of us. And I, I took this job. So y'all remember I was working. And I'm going to end off this. I was working another job and I found out I was pregnant and then I had gotten this job. So I was working both. I took the pay cut because I get more time off of my kid. Because had I been working on my other job, which is in pediatrics, I wouldn't have been. They would have been like, all right, come on back. And Mm -hmm. so this this actually gave me the peace. And I was like, you know what? The money ain't the money. I can make that money back. I can't get this time back. So, yeah. With that being said, I think we're done, right? Bye.